the aerial maps because it was called dead reckoning. I never did understand it in there for why they call it terminal. From <laughs> 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 a dead reckoning at the terminal. And, uh, but it is, you just draw a line from point A to point B, that's, that's called dead reckoning. But one of the things that I didn't like about flying before I was a PIC was ground school. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I know everybody here is excited about ground school. <laughs> You're just so excited. And, and uh, But ground school is where you sit, you're taught, you know, when, when, when I went to sign up to, go to be a pilot, this guy goes, the, the head instructor goes back to the back and he comes out with this satchel that had books bigger than this Bible. Not just one, but I mean, I don't remember, I think there was four or five books. He said, now you need to read all that and memorize it. <laughs> I said, I don't think I'm going to fly. <laughs> I don't think I will fly. He said, because you will be tested. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah. There will be an airman's knowledge test on what you know about what you have learned in the books and in ground school. Can I tell you that the Bible is your flight manual? Champion life is your ground school. And if you're ever going to take off and go anywhere great in the kingdom of God, you better learn at ground school and learn how to memorize the scriptures Amen. when you need them. Amen. Amen. Or you, you, you won't make, you won't make the, anyway, you won't, the circumstances will be here in So, there's five things, there's five things I want you to write down. Five things, five easy things. You won't get for paper crap or his crap or nothing, just write them down. There are five things, and all of them begin with C, the letter C. That in flight school, they said if you will remember when you are faced to make right decisions in a crisis, if you will remember these, you will always come through the crisis. Whether it's a storm, whether it's even engine failure, whether it's a, a fire on board, whether regardless of what it is, I've had adventures in any of those areas. But the first C, everybody say the first C. First C. And I believe it's so applicable to our walk with God, that's why I wanted to share it. The first C is calm down. <laughs> can look at that. I know that's deep. I know that you really bleeding from that. And uh, would you look at somebody sitting beside you, in front of you, behind yourself, and say, You just need to calm down. You just calm need down. to calm down. Yes, sir. Everybody, calm down. Chill out. Chill. Look at you. I don't believe I have ever in my life, I've lived a really good life, seen as many drama kings and queens that I have ever seen in my life that freak out 
over every little thing that happened. I used to be that. Oh. <laughs> that was me. They drilled this into my head. They said, anytime you are faced to make a decision, the first thing you want to do is calm down. You know, that's easy when you're to tell you what I say here. When you're up 5,000 feet <laughs> and your engine starts going <laughs> if you don't have the peace of God that passes all understanding you'll start freaking out and here's why that you have to have it because that airplane is built to fly. Yeah, there's a little crisis, there's a little circumstance that's come up but I have been trained and gone into the kingdom yes. for such a time yes. as this. Yes. Yes. Woo. Woo. Somebody shout, God's good. God's good. Amen. Amen. In John 14, 27, let's look that up in the TPT. I think that would be good. I have it in the King James. That one, you look that up in the TPT. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'll say, come. <laughs> We can go with that one. Not that one. Not that one. <coughs> Jesus wrote this said, Peace I leave. Not that one. You don't like that. But that one. Just leave it right there. We're all good. <laughs> Peace. I'm calm down. Peace I leave with you. My peace. Whose peace?
see. <laughs> I think that is scripture. Get about this. Now. All right. It says, instead of kicking me, kicking it, that's okay. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Amen. How much things are we supposed to worry about? Not a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God. With overflowing gratitude, tell him every detail of your life. Next verse. <laughs> Maybe a long night, folks. Peace. <laughs> and the peace of God, or oh, back to King James, which passes all saying. understanding. People have a hard time don't when they don't have the peace of God on the inside of them, understanding how, when your world seems to be falling apart, why you're not so soon shaken by it. And God's peace shall be yours. I love this. That tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation. This is not talking about just new birth, but everything that goes to salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot, whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison or mount guard around and now guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's another step. We're going to go to the next one. But anyway, it was so simple, but yet so profound when my flight instructor said, you're going to face some circumstances, Gary. He said that you will just need to speak to yourself and say, calm down. Yeah. I said out loud. He said, out loud. He said, so your ears can hear it. Yeah. Because he said, you're going to be hearing in your head so many other things yeah. that you need to tell your emotions to shut up. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. I have been taught to fly this thing. Yeah. Whatever's going wrong can be fixed, can be straightened out, and I will get on with the flight. Amen. Most of you know, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of might, and of love and a sound mind. Aren't you glad that if a spirit of fear comes, just know God didn't give it to you. Yeah. But here's the deal. Champions are always battle ready. Always battle ready. In other words, bring it on. I thought the most important day of my life in flight school was when I get through this school, take my check ride where I can fly by myself. The day that the 
pilot, the, my instructor said, land the airplane, it's over at Destin Airport, land the airplane, and take take me up to the FBO, fixed based operations desk, whatever, and I took him, flew up there, and taxied up there, he opened the door, he said, you're on your own, you made it. He shut the door, walked away, all the blood drained out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day I dreamed of. It became my worst nightmare. <laughs> my security over here in this city is gone. I better know how to fly this airplane. You know, there's moments in life you can't depend on the person on your left, the person on your right to carry you, your pastor to carry you, Pastor Robbie Daniel to carry you. Because there comes a time that you're going to have to be, be the PIC, the pilot in command. And you're going to have to have courage to do that, to fly it all alone. Yes. If nobody goes with me. Psalms 46, 1 through 3, the Amplified Classic says this, God is our refuge and strength and a mighty impenetrable and, and impenetrable to temptation, a very help, very present and well-proved help in a time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains be shaken in the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and the foam through the mountains and tremble and swelling and tumbling. So... What he is saying in these scriptures and trying to get through to us in ground school, it's simple. Calm down. Shut. Tell your head to shut up. <laughs> Have you ever laid in bed and your brain wouldn't stop? Your mind? Yes. I remember telling mine one night, I said, shut up. Brenda said, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was just talking to myself. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes you just got to be bold enough and say, I have been imparted the gift of peace. He says, I give you the gift of peace. And so I said, speak God's peace to my mind. Amen? Yeah. The second C is this. Y'all all right? Yeah. <laughs> is check your instruments. Making right decisions in a crisis. Well, I don't have instruments. Oh, yeah, you do. There is a system of checks and balances in an aircraft. For instance, there is an attitude, altitude, I call it attitude checker. <laughs> an altitude gauge, an uh, uh, attitude gauge that, that tells you if you're at it, your nose is up or it's down. <laughs> And then the sister gauge to that is an altimeter, which you can look at to see if you're climbing or you're going down. So when he says, check your instruments, and I won't go through all those, but when he says, check your instruments, and then he said, the instructor said, because your instruments are always right. You have the instrument laying in your lap, on your phone, in your cabinet, wherever that that B I B L E is, is your instrument panel, and by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You always have a backup. If one fails, look at the other one. I'm going to look at 
that's called vertigo. Especially if you fly in uh, the clouds where you can't see the ground or have any point of reference. You'll get to a place where up seems down, down seems up, left seems right. I never will forget the one of the most humility, humili not really the most humility, one of them in flying, is that I had left an airport and was flying an elderly man that had never been up, and he wanted to fly. That's why I said, come on, I'll take you up. And he was enamored. I looked at him. I said, you want to fly the plane? He said, can I? I said, sure. Because once you get a plane up, it's very simple. Pull back, you go up. Push in, you go down. Turn it this way, you go left. Turn it that way, you go right. That's simple. But I got so enamored by watching him that I forgot where we were. <laughs> I, I totally forgot where. And, and he was a he was lived in that area for a long time. I said, but "Do you see anything familiar on the ground?" And he said, "Well, he said it looks like we might be over Navasota. It's in Texas." He said, I'm not real sure. Well, then it could be this up. I said, man, look, I'm, we're flying the fuel gauge. I got a half a tank. I can't be flying this way because I didn't say that to him in my mind. I was saying that. <laughs> and so after checking and looking at my heading indicator, and uh, I didn't have a GPS to guide like, you know, everybody has now. And, uh, and so I had to do the most humbling thing and this was this is true story i had to call houston tower <laughs> and i said houston i have a problem what's your problem i'm lost <laughs> i'm lost have you ever felt lost yeah. yes and he told me to punch in some numbers and uh, and then you push another button that explodes you up, blows your aircraft up on radar at Houston Tower. And he said, do that, and I did it. He said, I got you. I said, man, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. What do I need to do? And he said, well, I need you to make a right turn he said, and hold that turn at a 25-degree angle and hold it till I tell you to straighten it up. I wanted to argue with him because it just didn't seem right. I just knew he was taking me further away. He asked how much fuel we had. He said, I told him. He said, we'll get you there. And so... Then he said, now tell me where the sun is. I said, it's off my right wing. Sun was setting. Watch this. He said, that would be west. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we forget the most simplest things. Yeah. And sometimes we need to be reminded and humble ourselves and be ready to say, I don't know where in God's name I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm lost as a goose. But can I tell you, God has got you on his radar. Yeah. And he will get you where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
So your instruments is always right. The Bible says, and I promise that's not my book getting a lot of these scriptures. I'm sorry, but anyway. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Now say it out loud for you can hear yourself say it. The Bible, the Bible is always right. It's always right. right. In spite of, in spite of the, the crisis. So check your instrument, it's always right. And you always have an open line of communication with God. We'll get to that in just a minute. So, in checking your instruments, the third one is this, and we just talked about it a little bit. Communicate with control tower. Communicate with control tower. How do we do that? How do we communicate with the control tower? I love this one. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Go ahead, say it. Come on. I like what, yeah, how many of you heard that? Let me, let me read it out of the Amplified Classic. Call it to me and I will ask you and show you great and mighty things. Since then, hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. But you've got the call. Yes. He says, call. 33. What? Are we add it up there or what? I'll just read them. Don't worry about it. He says, I will show you great and mighty things you do not know. When he says this, he's an absolute call, and I will answer. Well, an aircraft, you call, when you call the tower, you give your, 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 it's called the tail numbers of your aircraft. And when you give the tail numbers of your aircraft, he knows what kind of aircraft that is. I mean, you got, I just usually give the last ones in the notice of Tomahawk. And, and, uh, and so when you communicate with the control tower and you have, when he answers, Whatever he answers, you've got to obey. And here is where the real problem comes in with believers. I called on the Lord and he answered me and told me something I didn't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a guy that fell over a cliff <laughs> and he did certain death and he, he, he caught a limb about halfway down. He was dangling between heaven and earth. He cried out and said, Oh, God, help me. I heard a voice say, Do you trust me? He said, Yes, Lord, I do. He said, Let go, I'll catch you. The guy said, Anybody else up there? <laughs> Anybody else? When it comes to trust and trusting your instruments, <laughs> it takes pushing aside all of the emotions, all of the things you thought you knew that was going to get you out of the crisis that you're in and hear what he says and comply with the instructions. Yeah, yeah. You know, not this church, but there's a lot of, a lot of Christians that just need to shut their mouth. <laughs> they remind me of Chicken Little. 
heard the story before. Walked over an apple tree and the apple fell on his head. And he goes down through the street, street crying, The sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. How many of you know people like that? Yeah. And you just want to say, Calm down. Check your instruments. Communicate with the control tower. Find out where you're at. And God will bring you in right on time. And so, complying with the instructions, here's where most people have the major problem. It's because you think you know what is best. Proverbs 16, 25 puts it like this. There is a way that seems right to the man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 20, 24. Man's steps are ordered by the Lord. How can a man understand his ways? If we believe our steps is being ordered to the Lord and that God has a plan for our lives, we need to find out what his plan is and so he can order our steps in the way that they're supposed to go. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And then the fifth seat. Somebody say, thank God. Have five points with no points. Four. Four. I was like, did I? Number four is comply with the instructions. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. I like what John 10 and 4 says. We'll be back up on the communicating with the control tower. When he was brought his own sheep out, he walks before them, and his sheep follow them because they know his voice. They know his voice. The fifth seat. Are, are we there now? Yes, sir. The fifth seat. You can relate a lot of scriptures with these principles that I'm giving you. The fifth C is climb. There you go. Climb. Nice. Climb. Climb. Isn't it any wonder when you come to Champion Life, Pastor Roddy's up here, or uh, Pat, or music leader, and, or whoever is up here, and say, come on. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. How many of you are excited in this house? You know what they're trying to work for we, our effort, our desire is to do is that no matter what place you're in, when you walk in these doors, it's my desire, it's our desire to bring you up. You make me feel like you're on the bottom of the barrel crawling into these doors. You don't even feel worthy to be in here. But can I tell you that if you'll always have the attitude, I'm going to climb. I'm going to soar. Somebody says, well, you just can't watch coming to you. 
Christ tonight. You must have got out of faith and you wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, don't rejoice. Oh, don't, don't dare rejoice over me. Well, they're just getting what's coming to them. They made the bed, they got to lay in it now. You all know the words that, that we all say. He says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Yes. Don't judge where I'm at right now. Thank <laughs> you. 
certainly a slight illusion because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. Mm. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that you may be helping. Try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came up and said, we understand you have a passed out plane. Those of you who do not know how to fly that plane, he said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man in Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you are. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from the mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said it. He said, 
you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. Yeah. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord said, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me.
you will hear his voice loud and clear. You might not hear it tonight. I mean, if you were like angry, you might be made a wow, wow, I know what I'm supposed to do. That's what I really want to happen. Or you may lay down and close your eyes and go to bed because you're tired and sleepy. Three o'clock in the morning, your eyes open up and you say, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know, I know. And listen, be bold enough. Listen, be bold enough to comply with his instructions. He's got a good life laid out for you. Will you comply with his instructions? Man, I tell you what, you are on your way to the promised land. And he says, I'll bear you up on the eagle's wings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, come on, come on down to this. Father, you spoke to me today. You said to lay hands on people that you was going to give them prayer. And so I have obedience to you, Father. We still every voice.
this was a transitional moment for those that came up here. And some of you made it up in your own self, just through the word, the simplicity of the gospel. This wasn't nothing deep to me, but it's, it'll save your life.
also dream tracks coming up. Just sign up sheet on the back. We're doing some revamping, adding a new class to it on church government. And uh, I think you'll, it'll, it'll answer a lot of questions for you. And uh, all of the team leaders are preparing to present their area of ministry after the Dream Track classes on the last session of the Dream Track. And uh, maybe see if you pray about hooking up, whether it's children, youth, maintenance, whatever. How many of you know that maintenance is a highly anointed job? Yes. Yes. Amen. That's not funny, man. Don't you like that? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> people don't know how to say that. The Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. You walk into church is falling down and just think we don't believe much what we preach. That's right. Thank you, God. Good There's a sign up sheet on the back table for a dream track. So sign up. Joe. <laughs> Speak God's blessings on these people before we go.